This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and I constantly buy stupid, cheap things. So I have the answer to this is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) I'm Brandy Posey, and Peter Thiel is the RC Cola of cartoonishly evil billionaires. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and I contain multitudes. For example, sometimes I need a snack, and sometimes I need a snack and a nap. <laughs> and this is Lady to Lady! Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hello! We got Barbara, Brandy, and of course, Big Tess. We got a show for every. That's the fucking best. Come on, baby. It's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies. Ladies and ladies. Welcome to the show. It's me, Babs. We've got Brandy, Tess, no Anna and Courtney. They're no longer no, part of the entourage. Those hoes. Dead to us. I blocked Canceled. their numbers. Actually, I didn't block their numbers. I just changed them to stupid B and stupid B2 yeah. in my phone. That's how you can oh, tell never. it's been a while ago. You didn't even give, didn't even ha- want to write the whole word bitch. Just stupid no, B. Not worth it. I love it. that too because I call you guys both B. So yeah. I love the idea of there being like B and then stupid B. It's kind of like dumb Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, someday we'll share what what really went down there, but you know, for now it's just a part of Lady to Lady lore. Um, let's bring on our guest. We're so excited to have him on. He's a hilarious comic, and uh, you can hear his podcast scattered. He's also got a comedy album, laughing and crying at the same time. Chris Garcia, welcome to the show. There's yay. thank you, children. <laughs> Thank it's you. our drawer of children <laughs> welcoming you to the show. Thank you so much, Chris, for being here. One of the few, the few mans on Lady to Lady. It's an honor. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, we've been doing a thing uh, recently where, like, we we're trying to get men to see if they can cackle. Do you have a cackle mm-hmm. that you could share with our audience? That's how I no laugh. Fresh, but... All right, oh, great. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, great. Now we have to just... force it on the dolphin. Yeah, wait, that, we should actually just make him laugh yeah. and then let it go. That's true. Chris, you do kind of have a cackle, but yeah, we're going to have yeah, to get it out. I like a monkey-like yeah, yeah. like cackle can't... that I have. Okay. Yeah. You do. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, you do. You know what, Chris? Chris has a cackle, and you know who else has a cackle? Is our baby Eric Tudorio. Oh, oh yeah, both high pitched cackles. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, one of those ones you can call out oh, in the crowd. Sure. It's really the nice. only mm-hmm. laugh at the open yeah. mic. That's you... Eric's cackle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a haiku in my wall because I used to host an open mic here in L.A. Uh, uh, the old spot cafe open mic, and um, Justin Williams, one of the the babies that started under me, when uh, my last night of hosting the mic, he gave me a um, a haiku that said, "This is really scary." Oh wait, Brandy's here. Pity laughs for all. Because oh, wow. <laughs> I would just sit on the co- I would just sit on my couch wow. and go. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, that was a good man. one. <laughs> That's so good. I have it framed and I look at it every day. <laughs> study of comedians laughs you know because yeah. we're just so trained even if we're not like paying attention we're just trained oh, for yeah, it to they come stop out sometimes talking. Oh, i guess i'll yeah. watch and keep the show going you know yeah exactly exactly like i don't want it to be this bad when i'm on stage so i guess i'll just ha ha ah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like it really helped in my relationship because my boyfriend really likes to go down 
he'll like every month he's got like a new hole that he's going down that he's interested in mm -hmm. and I can't keep up with it most of the time so he's into like quantum physics right now and he oh was wow talking about it last I did night not oh see that was dumb coming stuff like roller skating <laughs> it is quantum it's physics it's like oh you know a a month hole of dumb oh like and a an month actual of like wait what is what does that mean hold on barbara what is <laughs> I, neither one of you guys I mean know what hobbies are this is crazy <laughs> no you yeah found yeah the perfect yeah so man <laughs> This is actually true now that I'm thinking about it. It's like, it's a hobby, but it's just like watching YouTube videos. So I don't know what that means, but it's learning from YouTube about things, I guess is what it is. And then he, you know, is telling me about the things. And I think that my ability to continue laughing during a set has contributed to my ability to just be like, uh-huh Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're great passive listeners. <laughs> thousand percent yeah i feel that if you know how you see those videos where like an opera singer will go into surgery and then they can still keep singing i think i could go into surgery and still like clap like when i heard someone's name Oh, for sure. Yeah, the room, you can Wait, just feel what is it. this? I don't know this video where but Oh you keep singing. my god. It's you I'll presented send some it so we'll post like some it was more. so common. Oh, you know these. They're getting their molars removed. Have you ever seen Pavarotti sing through a root canal before? Okay, this is where it shows that I worked on the I've been working in the internet for too long cuz I'm like, you know, those videos where you have to like, you know, the guy in surgery videos, those. <laughs> You know that genre. <laughs> Um, no, but the, they're absolutely beautiful and amazing. And they'll like put these people under, but they'll still like have a part of their brain that is awake enough to keep singing. The reason that they do it is so that that part of your brain that you're using when you sing won't get damaged by the surgery. So if you can keep singing during the surgery, they're like able to like, I guess, save that part of the brain. Wait, what? Because they see the brain like working, Like lighting so up. they're like, oh, let's I think not so. touch that. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing, you guys. I wrote an article about this when I was working at MTV like five years ago. I might not have even Okay. all the facts totally Well, straight. Babs, I'll if find your boyfriend it. could <laughs> read that <laughs> article on you. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this will be his next thing. Brain It's surgery. into the Brain surgery is the brain absolutely surgery. surgery. Perfect. Yes. Just a hobby. Just a light hobby to get into. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Foreign policy. Why not? Give it a shot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. They should do that with comedians with crowd with like crowd work with the surgeons during the surgery. Just like, oh, Yes. look at the, the what is that? Blood on your hands? <laughs> Yeah, I would my feel so blood. bad for a, Take my a surgeon wife's if blood, it was please. comics. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would feel so bad for them if it was a comic staying awake Oh, it'd be during the worst. that and not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we're allowed to no. get surgeries like that. Uh, not as a healthcare. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't. <laughs> They don't let us do that. but you guys, I'm I have just to kidding. tell you. So it, we are recording on 420. Mm hmm And I just had like the most um, incredible 420 experience of my life at my dispensary. So the guy who does security at my dispensary, he's an Eagles fan. He always wears like a Philadelphia Eagles gator. My husband is an Eagles fan. I've been jumped in. I'm now an Eagles fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, by marriage, And like, of course. yeah. And so there's a thing like when you see another Eagles fan, it's just talking about like knee jerk things. You just do this thing where you go, go birds. And then the other person goes, go birds. So like if you are like on a run or something or on a hike and you pass another Eagles fan, it's just like something you always say to each other. I would actually like it if you just went, caca, caca, <laughs> at somebody. I would laugh forever if you just started doing that instead of response. just different bird calls. <laughs> There's a different bird call at them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I always just like sign off with that when I'm leaving the dispensary, like instead of have a good night. It's like, go birds, you know. So, he okay. So I don't like super busy today. I wanted to get some kind of like a fun joint to smoke tonight because it's fucking 420, It's your you know. anniversary as well. It's my anniversary. It's I, as if you know me, you know, it's my favorite holiday and I've been too busy to properly celebrate and I need like some, it's like, come on, I have to observe. <laughs> Yeah. it's Sean and I's dating anniversary. Dating, Yeah, yeah, dating it's, anniversary, yeah. it's our dating anniversary. It's my sister's birthday. I fucking love 420. Love it. So that I digress. So I only have like 20 minutes to go to the dispensary and pick up my order. So I pre-order it. I show up to my dispensary and it's like fucking... Disneyland like there's a, a queue going through the parking lot must be like a hundred people in line to get their shit and I'm like oh man there's no way I'm gonna be able to get my weed before I have to be back to podcast and I really want my weed and <laughs> oh <laughs> no just just as I'm like having this panic attack Eagles dude walks up and he's like who prepaid and I'm like I did and he sees me in the crowd and he's like what's your last name he goes in gets my shit 
brings it right back out, and he's like, "There's some goodies in there for you too. Go birds!" Wow, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> that's a funny wow. But so you'd already prepaid, so this wasn't like a favor. He just was. No, it wasn't a favor, <laughs> but it was like such a crowded situation. I I feel like I just got good customer service. Yeah, and right. you're you dressed to like the, the eagle's line. mascot, yeah. head to toe regalia. Exactly, <laughs> you did. Yeah, exactly. you could call. Exactly. I mean, honestly, it is a miracle because eagle fans being nice to anybody is, is a miracle. That, in yeah, it, it would take 420 to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of nice, though. I like a shorthand, you know, those, yeah, we have to have those kind of like, hey, good to see you. Nice to see. It's nice to have like a. Exactly. An inside joke almost with a stranger. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's like you and your Taco Bell guys back in the day. (laughs) Exactly. What would you do with the Taco Bell guys? I just knew that. How would you like, do with that? What happened? What's the story? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, in a, it's in like a joke. It's in a joke. But basically, I, I literally went there once and the guy recognized me. And he was like, so what do you do for a living? Like, he asked me. Because <laughs> like, we, I just went so often that he like started being like, well, I guess we all get to know each other a little bit better. <laughs> That's one thing I I will say, oh my God, I feel like those moments, it's kind of like being in an elevator when you used to work in an office, you see the same people over and over Mm -hmm. and it just gets so awkward that you don't fucking say anything Mm -hmm. to them. Yes. (laughs) So eventually you have to like somewhat acknowledge each other's existence. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I have like a... Yeah, like I, I, I miss our old Seven Eleven workers because I used to be homies. He was, with they were great. Yeah, they were great, and I would, you know, but I always would have to like take my time and be like, ooh, I'm gonna be at Seven Eleven for like ten minutes if I go right now because we're gonna need to catch up on the bands we've seen, tours <laughs> I've been doing, what's he playing? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why sometimes a certain level of professionalism is good. You don't. I mean, sometimes yeah. you're in a hurry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's why it's good. You need the shorthand thing. There's exactly. a difference between the getting caught into a conversation. Yeah, and, exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, Chris, you're a Dodgers fan, right? Big Dodgers fan, yeah. How excited are you that baseball is back? Oh, man, it feels great. It's just so exciting. Mm. It just feels uh, It feels nice. It just, it's spring, and it's Los Angeles, and the Dodgers, and they're playing great. And Exactly. Yeah, I'm just, I just love it. When are they going to start having people come back to games and stuff? Do we know? I'm going to one next week. Oh, they are? Yeah. Like, people are going to games? Oh, okay, cool. Was it easy to get tickets? Ooh. I'm confused um, how to get them. I think so. Sean I just said that we had some, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, does he get sports guy hookups? He probably yeah. gets sports guy hookups. He oh, gets sports awesome. guy hookups. Yeah. yeah, tickets just kind of come into my life. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So, Chris, number one, get a Sean. And uh, <laughs> I, okay, I need to gamble my savings. So if I just gamble all the money I've ever earned, I can yes. get three tickets to a regular oh, season oh, Dodgers game. Here's the thing, Chris. Sean fucking won. Sean won two hundred thousand dollars playing gambling. Yeah, that's how we paid for our wedding. That's how this is my draft ring. He won it playing DraftKings. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I, for, for our entire marriage, I can never say shit about him gambling. Yeah, it's like, well, right. he's right. got a buck your logo on it but (laughs) (laughs) but he loves me he loves me they just switched around some of the letters to say like i love you yeah yeah, Um, exactly yeah okay here's my hot tip though chris you can you can go because the great thing is that everyone is a flake in la so someone's not going to show up to that game so i've gotten Mm. into many events not games necessarily but like theater events and other things where I've just stood outside and said, I need a ticket. And then someone will just give me one because someone didn't show up. So I think you just, just hold the, the, he is making the sign as pathetic as possible. Yeah. It, oh man, that's easier for a concert. A Grateful Dead concert, sure. Dodger Stadium. <laughs> you can't even have pockets when you go inside of the stadium. <laughs> you check your entire body. Like you can't just do We that. actually, our friend Whitney, mutual friend Whitney, got kicked out once for trying to smuggle booze in. Whoa. <laughs> and I just, I just imagine that feeling of them finding it. Like, what a horrible moment. Sneak- and she thought she was going to get fired. She's like, I'm like, how would your fucking boss find this out? Yeah. Like, they're not going to find this out. Well, and also, like, it's a fucking baseball game. Even if you catch me with the booze, you can't be surprised I have it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not like a, a weapon or yeah. something. No, I remember this is so like late 90s, or early aughts or something, but I was at a Jack Johnson concert at the Santa Barbara Bowl and I was <laughs> <Yep>. smoking <laughs> tracks. All this tracks yeah. so far. Yeah. Yep. So far. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was smoking weed just like blatantly out of a pipe, just like blazing and just like watching him play fucking Brush Fire Fairy Tales. And this uh, fucking security you guard. that title and I would still believe you. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the security guard taps me on the shoulder and I look up with the smoke still in my mouth and I handed him the lighter like that's what he wanted. <laughs> oh my god and then he just nods his head no and puts his hands on his hips and i just exhaled my hit and handed him my pipe that's so awesome Ooh, god damn <laughs> like, oh this concerts oh they're I so know. fun <laughs> yeah i think i'm i'm really excited to get into my older phase of like music where i just don't give a shit and i just go see cover bands and i'm like oh okay I don't care anymore. I don't want to be cool. I just want to like hear shit that I like. I'm very excited to go to concerts. I feel like I've aged into just being ballsier about stuff. Like at the Hollywood bowl, I, uh, I think I was saying, who'd I see? What's it called? Sorry. New dad brain. Uh, Oh, ELL is playing. I was going to say ELO. I knew it. I don't know why I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was seeing ELO and I was like, I want to go up there. Yeah. And, uh, I just was like, I was wasted. And I was like, if I just hold it together, I'm just going to walk by security and I'm just going to go to the very front. And I just walked to the very front. It was like no problem before I'd be like super scared and be like, oh, I'm like, no, I think I've reached like a good part of maybe middle age where I can just do stuff like that. And it's great. Yeah. But like yeah. sneaking into concerts is like a thrill for me. Oh, like yeah. in college, my favorite things. I had a friend in a class who was like, she was like, Lou Reed's coming to town. He's playing at the Berkeley Community Theater. I hear if you if you show up early to the theater, you bring a flashlight and wear a tie. The old people that run the theater <laughs> will think that you are an <laughs> usher and they will just let you. Yes. And, uh, oh and so I like called my friend from UC Santa Cruz, like my best friend, and I was like, Ryan, this sounds crazy, but let's try to go see Lou Reed. We show up to the venue at like 5 p.m. and we're wearing like black ties. He had to bring me a tie because I didn't have one. And we had flashlights and we showed up and we're like, hi, we're uh, the volunteer ushers. They're like, oh, come right in, boys. We usually don't have such handsome young fellows uh, volunteer yes. and so we and so we just like ushered like for two songs and we're like now we're sitting in the front and we like chuck the tie it was like <laughs> a fucking Cameron Coe movie we just like sat and like oh enjoyed Lou Reed from the second row it was so great oh that rules oh that's wow. so good <laughs> wow <laughs> We lived, we lived next to, my dorm was right next to like the Greek theater mm-hmm. in Berkeley where they had this amphitheater and every, um, every time there was a concert, we just try to sneak in somehow, like under a fence, over a fence, sleep overnight. We tried all the different ways. Well, you it, slept overnight? Did yeah, it work? we tried to sleep in the bushes. No, we get busted and we're like, sorry. <laughs> and then we like, meet the security guards after a while and they're like, sorry guys. And it just became a game. But then we finally, I saw Common one time. Nice. Uh, which is great. And he kicked, he was wearing cargo or no, Tim's he's wearing like Timberlands and he kicked um he just kicked his foot up and his shoe flew away into the crowd and never got it back <laughs> and then uh saw Cheryl Crow once and she was great it was super fun but sneaking into stuff it just feels good it it's does like you're like, back then you were yeah. into sneaking in but then once you started buying the tickets then you were like yeah. I'm not gonna move I'm not moving out of my yeah. designated seat oh for now sure I was like I will buy a ticket but I will walk to the front mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? you just upgraded your sneaking in that's all yeah just upgraded yeah. yeah I used to when I was in college I would tr- do that a lot with like Broadway show I lived in Boston but I would do that with like the shows that came through town is second acting shows like go watch the second act of rent nice very yeah, nerdy. great if you already know the show you just show yeah, up you and just... <laughs> just find a seat <laughs> but like no it's like it's really easy to and it's like a fun thing to do by yourself because it's only like an hour so if it's mm-hmm. a show you know you just go pop in like watch a free show for an hour and then go get on with your night 
Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. <Exactly. laughs> Remember one time in college, like me and uh, two of my friends, we, we decided we called this Saturday Alan Rickman Day because we're like, let's go watch some Alan Rickman movies. Woo. So we're going to like go drive to a Hollywood uh, video. But when we walked outside in the parking lot, the parking spot next to me, there were two tickets to Sting that night in New Jersey. And we were like, uh, I guess we're going to Sting instead. <laughs> Yeah, they were just, the they were just like, on the floor, like some like somebody had dropped them out of their car when they got Whoa. their car to drive away. So we we're like, well, there's three of us. We can either go and like maybe and they were like ninety dollar tickets or something. So like, well, we can either go and like if we can get a third one for free, then we'll go. But if we can't, then we'll like uh, then we'll just see if we can like hawk them and then we'll have one hundred and eighty bucks to do something with. So we go and we, New Jersey's that that part of New Jersey was crazy to get to. We go there and we like ended up getting two more tickets for free. So then we had four tickets and then we scalped one of them for 90 bucks. So we had all this money and we bought a bunch of Snapple and nachos and we like, it was perfect. And then we like watched Sting. Just a bunch of teenagers (laughs) watching Sting full of Snapple and nachos. But then we were like, we were up in like the, it was like an outdoor place. We were in the grass, but then like um, halfway through, like all like the old people were leaving and we're like, well, let's see if we can get in their seats instead. So we walked up and then there were these three like older women who were probably their fifties or sixties Oscar. Oscar, my roommate cat, is like being very loud right now. He's really into he Sting. Loves Sting. He's like, yeah. Yeah. I haven't even told him. That, that horny bastard. He's going to be meowing for six hours. <laughs> he does the tantric. It's fine. We kept, we started yelling that. We kept being like, Sting's doing the tantric on all his songs because the songs were like eight minutes long. But these like three older ladies were leaving and we were like, hey, are you guys like leaving? Can we have your ticket stubs? And they're like, sure. So then we got their ticket stubs and they were row F right in the middle of this Sting show. So we were like 20 feet away from Sting. But we were also the only people standing up the entire time. So we're just like, this is ridiculous. And then everyone, can you sit down? We're like, we're at a concert. Excuse me. Do you want some Snapple? <laughs> that that like um tension between the sitters and the non-sitters Whoa, yeah. concert, it's very specific. oh it's so intense it's like no you're supposed to stand up and dance yes. that's what the yeah, concert like is. we want to move the whole point. and if you want to sit you need to sit like to the side like yes. pick an area where it's going to make sense that you're you know it feels like it's like republican versus democrat that's what oh, it feels yes. like. It's like jesus let me have fun here they should have like it should be like smoking <laughs> wait what <laughs> Wait, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. You should. They should have a dancing oh, in the yeah, city. Oh, yeah. The two section. areas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. actually that's a bit. That is a I good was idea. like, what? Like, yeah. I was like, hold on. <laughs> just smoke wherever you want. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back, everybody. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome back to Lady Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're here with Chris Garcia. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Okay, we're gonna play a game and ask you some questions. Let's play the theme song. Hey, Blinken's my dad. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> right? I always forget how oh dumb this is. I didn't make it up. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. It's just like I mean, that's so random so random so freaking random it really honestly is so freaking random that's so so random what you're telling me right now is so random i can't even that's a random my god random yeah so no big deal but We'll be like playing the bowl um, this summer too. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. We're just going to be doing a 50 minute long version of that. Song. Yeah. <laughs> the tantric version of that's so random. It's great. <laughs> it's Highland Park Bowl. It's the parking lot. But yeah, it's a bowl. Uh, it's a bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. a bowl. Yeah, exactly. People will you can be bring your own bowl while they watch it. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Chris. So these are going to be some random questions. Okay. <laughs> In case I was like, how do I set this up? Open Um, to interpretation. Answer that there is no wrong answer. Okay. What food is delicious but a pain to eat? Um (laughs) hot spot. Oh, mangoes. Yeah. I love mangoes. mangoes. It's a lot of effort, but it's worth it. It's I think it's the most delicious, but it's 
I mean, to get down to the seed, that's a lot of that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but the seed hogs a lot of real estate. Like mm-hmm. you want more meat. It's so much seed, and then you lose a little bit. Like when you're cutting the skin off, you lose some precious mango there too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to make the most of. You have to cut the slices off, but there's all the slices staying on it. And you have to be a savage and have like (laughs) seed mouth sex with it. You have to suck with that seed afterwards. (laughs) You have to just suck on it. That's the only way to do Mm -hmm. it. And you have to do, I know that he did not originate this, but the Kevin Bacon method of eating mango, I don't know if you guys saw. (laughs) No, no. What? I love that. No. I missed that YouTube video. Yeah, what is this? It's not like a revolutionary thing. It was just very soothing to watch. But he just did the method where you like, you know, you you make it uh, you make it into cut it into like a grid and then oh, flip yeah. it or whatever. Mm. A very, oh. you know, not he did not admit that. But uh, it was just it's, I don't know why, but it was this video that was just like some kind of like Kevin Bacon ASMR thing where it's just like, I don't know why, but this is very nice to watch. It does sound nice. I mean, yeah, it, sounds it looks nice. like it happened last August. So that's about the time that everyone was really going crazy in COVID. So this makes a lot of sense. This makes okay. Yeah. Like you no showing is like morning routine. That week. It was like nothing on HBO Max, like Kevin Bacon's I got you. He's like, I'm an entertainer at heart, baby. Guess what? I'm going to cut this mango and for the people. <laughs> They're going to love it. Yeah. I always have a funny feeling about Kevin Bacon because my high school girlfriend, like my first girlfriend, mm-hmm. My first big girlfriend had her big celebrity crush was Kevin Bacon. Oh, and, oh. and I just I I get I see it now, but at the time I was like, that is so weird. And then I took her to go see the fabulous Bacon Brothers play. Oh, like, oh, yeah, I did. I did. I was Aww. like, and then I, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Bring her to bring this guy that she's like lusting over <laughs> and his weird Clint Howard like older brother. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a joke about the Bacon Brothers. I've never even like seen a song of theirs, but they just the name makes me laugh oh, so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. And it, you guys, you guys, I, I hope you know you're now you're teaching me right now about the Bacon Brothers. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, it's not yeah. the fabulous. It's just the bacon. It's the just bacon the, brothers. But you, you added the fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris. Oh it's no, Kevin I, bacon. I actually I guess I took her to see a cover band called the Fabulous <laughs> Bacon Brothers. And there was a guy that looked just like Kevin Bacon. No, you've never heard of the Bacon Brothers? They no. were in the late 90s. Chris, this is that. your opera surgery moment. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Bacon. It's Kevin Bacon and his brother, and they're in a band. I couldn't tell you what. So I'm gonna. We're gonna play a bit of a song because I could, I've never Please. listened to them okay. before. So this is a reveal. Okay. Oh God. Let's hear. What oh, they this is gonna be like. triggering for Chris. Sorry. Traumatized. Is this them? This is from 2019. Yeah. Ooh. 2019. Oh. Oh, the drop wasn't where I thought it was going to be. <laughs> wow. Do it again. We're zooming in. That's Kevin. Oh, oh, no. He sounds like Jack Johnson. No. No. No, wow. Between the nine and five. And it's like, you're a movie no, star. What are you talking about? 5 a.m. No. Wow. The song nine but to like, five already happened also. <laughs> you can't like to put your own twist on it here. I have oh. to say that I really love that this is how Kevin Bacon is spending his time. Like, I really think this is great. Like, he mm-hmm. has no fucks to give. He's just doing, he's just making dad rock from the 90s in his garage. And Kira Sedgwick is just probably inside doing yoga. Like, whatever. Yeah. He's probably got a hell of a, a garage band uh, setup. I would love to see Kevin Bacon's garage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, com- this is exactly where that's going down. I mean, they've been in this band for a long time. Like, yeah, wow. I'm looking. We got Kevin yeah. Bacon. Michael Michael Bacon is the brother uh, lead, and he is the their co lead vocals. And then Michael also plays guitar. Oh, that's and so sad. Kevin was like, "Yeah, you can't." Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-uh. and also <laughs> maybe co lead. Michael plays cello on some of these songs too. You guys. Oh, wow. So there's a lot wow. happening. <laughs> My goodness. My okay. Do you guys know what your degrees to Kevin Bacon is? No. I don't know if we should figure this out live on. <laughs> well, I guess we would all have the same degree, probably. Maybe. Maybe. Chris, have, have well, you ever no. figured it out? Because I figure like your first girl, your first girlfriend was super into him. It'd be great if you could be closer. Oh to him. yeah, she had sex with him. Oh. 
Then after that, concert, zero degrees, zero. Yeah, zero yeah, degrees. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I don't think that's zero. I think that's like 0.5. It's like well, yeah, I'll give I'm you looking, that. I'm looking on his IMDb very quickly. Actually, you two might be much closer to him because there's he did a short in 2016 called Britney Spears Catches Kevin Baking Dancing, an Apple Music UK commercial. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. So he did a did that. Yeah. yeah. So you're closer. Yep, that's kind of close. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that justified a whole board game? There was a whole phenomenon. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and like it was kind of like a fun road trip game. But I feel like it's harder to do. I guess you can like you can't do it as much with like younger celebrities now. Or maybe yeah. you can. I think you can because there's still like older folks, you know, playing the same character roles and shit. I'm sure there's like three character actor actors that tie together Kevin to everyone still. Yeah, I'm sure. That's the thing. It's like through a character actor of some kind. Um. Okay. We'll we'll fig- we'll do the math of that offline and then let yes. you guys know because I'm sure yes. you're dying to know. Okay, Chris. Yes. If you were a sandwich, what would you be, and who would eat you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Multi-part question. Uh, this is a lot. A lot to consider. <laughs> first, first thing that popped into my head was a. Uh, t- uh, tuna fish sandwich and George Costanza. That's the first thing that popped in my head. I just got tuna sandwich and then I jumped right to Costanza. I don't know what this means about me psychologically or what, but tuna. Why would you be a tuna sandwich? I don't know. Mm. (laughs) It just popped into my head. I Um, think that that's good. You just need to go with the first instinct. I mean, I will say uh, George seems like a tuna sandwich eater because he seems like he would get a giant one and then stink up an office oh, with it yeah. and like not care yeah, yeah it he would, would be not a care thing. he wouldn't care yeah. and then it'd be a thing and mm-hmm. but i don't know why i like my tuna or yeah. Yeah. yeah i love the tuna and it's like on his on his body <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a classic american sandwich it's right up there it's right up there with blt yeah. <laughs> oh blt that's a good love a blt mm-hmm. yeah wait, wait, so so for a for a tuna sandwich how are you envisioning yourself as the sandwich? Like, what kind of walk us through? What kind of bread? What is the tuna salad mix? Is there a cheese? It's just a gross sandwich to be though, because you're like, oh, just slathered mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. Just a this light is like Tess's nightmare. <laughs> just yeah. yeah, right. And just mm-hmm. maybe some celery. I don't know. And um, unfortunately, even though I like to, I make tuna salad sandwiches myself at home. I a Subway tuna sandwich is the first thing that comes to mind. I just mm. think of a Subway. Like, oh god. Did you guys did you guys I need to know if this was just my high school or everyone's. Did you guys have a rumor that at your subway so they were jerking off into the tuna? No. No. It sounds no. like it's everyone, but no, we no. didn't have that. No. That's an 805 no. thing. That's 805, oh. babe. Yeah. <laughs> That was not a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, a countrywide yeah. phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, did there? I did see like some kind of tr- whatever trend. I don't even call this going around TikTok trend or something, where people were going and ordering uh, cookies, just cookies on their subway sub, and then they heat it up, and so they're just having bread with cookies. That's the highest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it looks pretty good. I have to be honest. It looks like a good. We're a very, uh, we're very depressed I'm nation. <laughs> I'm traumatized by the smell of that bread. The Same. San Francisco punchline, the hotel that they put you in is right above a subway. Mm-hmm. And that oh, bread no smell wafts into all of the rooms on this one side of the of the hotel. And so I just can't, I, I can't eat subway anymore. Just smell that bread for some reason. It gets in yeah. your clothes like Vegas. Yes. Like you come home <laughs> and you're like, oh, I just, can't. I just had a week. <laughs> Five dollars foot long week. Yeah, you forget when you I forget like that smell. I mean different than the bread smell, but working in like a restaurant or something Mm -hmm. that like seeps in. It stays on you. But like okay, I wanna talk about the subway bread for a second because as we're talking about this, I'm like, wait a minute, there's no fucking way that smell is actually coming from their bread. No. There is I no fucking way. In. It's bread yeah. cologne for it's, sure. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. 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 their bread's made of yoga mats, right? Isn't that like part of yeah. it? You, it, yeah. You yeah. see yeah. them take it out of the little Ziploc baggie. It's not the kind of bread that would produce that smell. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. No. It's absolutely piped in there. And I would say 
bread cologne i would absolutely i would buy i would buy yeah, that for, nice. yeah. for the man in my life oh yeah oh i got that Dude. panera i'm trying i'm trying oh, i'm getting God. out there i got, got that panera on tonight well san francisco sourdough <laughs> hey baby uh, yeah. yes i legitimately think sean would love that yeah i mean how often a week do you guys think about how much you love bread? Because sometimes I really feel like Oprah. I'm like, this is this a normal amount of times to think about how much I love bread? I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I think about how I love it all the time, but I do love yeah. it. I, I like don't mm. buy a lot of it. So I try to not think about it. Otherwise, I would buy oh. it way more, I think. Dude, you guys. <laughs> I, Sean and I have like a primal relationship with bread. Like we get a fucking baguette and we just get like olive oil oh, and butter best. and we just like eat it directly off the bat <laughs> and don't talk. And it's like, it's just oh. <laughs> and it's like Lady in the Tramp with a giant baguette. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bread had a big comeback. The pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yes. The pos- pandemic. It came back. Yes. Big time. <laughs> I love that for People us. It was again. time. It great. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. Time. It yeah, like yeah. trying to not drink bread. It's like bread and wine. That shit was like in the Last Supper. It's not going away. Yeah, <laughs> it's the body of Christ. Wow. Thank you so much. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, these questions are so dumb. Okay, Chris, you've been given an elephant. You can't get rid of it. What would you do with that? Chris um, is holding his head, contemplating this. Is this is a burden. He's realized that this is a burden. <laughs> This is, mm, a, this is a burden. The responsibility. I, I'm just thinking about because I have a child now, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. a dog, a, and a two-month-old baby, and an elephant. Probably not a good mix. The child, yeah. um, I don't know. Have put it in the. Oh, uh, maybe uh, place it. I don't know. Uh, oh, maybe put it. Place it too close to my neighbor's car. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> oh no, I would. I would. Um. Oh yeah, I have these wild Russian neighbors, and I think I would give it to them as a peace offering because I feel mm. like they would know what to do with an elephant. Like maybe start a circus or something. I've got these wild Russian neighbors; they're out of control. I don't know what they're doing. Wait, what is what what's is happening them? next door? Are you living in a Fast and the Furious movie? This sounds what this sounds like. There's leather couches in the back. There's darts flying everywhere. Uh, I've got a dart fly over my yard into our neighbor's yard. There's a. Uh, uh, the Russian neighbor, and they've never talked to us directly except for the other day. This woman who's like maybe forty five thousand years old. <laughs> she she like <laughs> she looks like a tree. She just goes. She points at me. She goes, "Ooh, your baby." <laughs> and I go, "Yes, yeah. big baby." <laughs> that's all. Just said big baby. Big baby is like too small to really. It's it's hard to tell she's a big baby. Because she's so little, but I guess she's a long baby. But she's a big baby, and I, I'm sure if I handed a elephant to them, they would know exactly what to do with it. They would just—they would thank me. They would maybe—I would marry one of their daughters or something. I don't know what would happen, but it seems like these out of control Eastern European. I, there's some witchery going on. It's I have no idea. There's random sounds at <laughs> random points of night. I'll give them to Russians and uh, <laughs> let them worry about. It. Yeah, fair point. I would hope this elephant, because they're very smart, would become the leader of the Russian mob. That's what I would like to see happen. Mm. That would be just cool works his way like up. Yeah, yeah. I w- I mean, yeah. I would like to just be friends with it, and I guess if you know, bring it to a. I don't know where an elephant could live in California, but I'm sure somewhere. Some I reserve. do. And then you can visit it sometimes. It's a safari place in the okay, Malibu, right? Probably. <laughs> no, there's this place that I'm like obsessed with that I really, really, really want to go to. And it's in central California and it's called Paws. And um, they created, it's like tons and tons of miles of uh, tons and tons of miles of land that kind of like is almost as if they were in Africa mm. and they're able to just like free roam and they rescue oh, elephants from yeah. the zoo and live there and you can go on fucking safari there. Whoa. But it's like really Oh my expensive. god, I want to do that. Right? Yeah. Okay, so Chris gives it to the Russians, they get it to the reserve and then we all get to go hang out with yeah. it and like play poker or whatever it does with it. Exactly. Trunk. Yeah, Great. it can learn how to play poker. They're very <laughs> smart. They, like, if you yeah. teach a, an elephant how to count cards, that would be sweet. Take that ele- oh elephant to casino with you in the future. That's your ringer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, we have to take a break. We'll be back with Lady Problems, everybody. back on lady to lady i'm babs i'm brandy i'm tess and chris say your name i'm chris <laughs> Nailed it. great job also can i say thank you for being a chris and not a topher as an adult christopher oh, oh man topher that's a rough i met a topher once and they're always such topers it's really crazy <laughs> yeah. uh, of course they are because they made that choice oh, Christi- so, oh, oh, christian, oh, christian. Okay. chin chin's just weird but yeah yeah just just regular old Chris. Gotcha. Good. You've never met a chin, have you? Not a chin that's like Christian. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just, that's trying way too hard. <laughs> yeah. 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 Topher at least has its own separate thing. Chin would just be confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. We're going to do a lady problem. If you have one, you can write to us, a lady to lady comedy at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail, 323 6 but 30. Here's beautiful song. Lady problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Do you have them? People have them. Boom. Okay. First one. Hi, ladies. Um, fantastic episodes. Love all of your shows. Thank you so much. Um, I have a lady problem that I'm hoping that you and or your listeners can help me with. Um, so I am 36 years old, but I'm a total daddy's girl. He's always been there for me, always my best friend. Anytime I need something, I call him. He comes to my rescue, um, but not in like a creepy way. <laughs> um, so I just found out that he is terminal with pancreatic cancer and it's a little too late for any kind of treatment the doctors just said he's a big hunter and fisher take him hunting and fishing like that's all he wants to do that's fine but so my question is what kind of questions would you ask your parents if you still had the chance i'm trying to optimize my time with him um he was very close, and my other two, I'm a little child, my two sisters. Um, my little sister is not very involved, and they've been on the outs for some time. But my older sister and myself are kind of helping with his care. So um, basically, my kids are old enough to know who he is, but I think it would be cathartic maybe for me and my sisters or even my children if we got to know him a little bit better. So if you had the opportunity to ask your deceased parent anything you wanted, what would you ask? Any and all questions are welcomed. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, what a sweetheart. Yeah, well, first of all, we're so sorry to hear about your dad. I'm I'm oh, sorry to hear about that. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a shock when that kind of, when, you know, Especially when you to find out that you're terminal, like out of nowhere, and be like, "Oh, well, that's that's it." Yeah, to kind of have to know that that's coming. Um, yeah, exactly. It's so hard. My so uh, my mom passed away maybe five or six years ago. She had a disease called multiple system atrophy that is in the like Lou Gehrig's family. So it kind of like uh, you kind of lose all functions in your body, and she kind of like lo- lost her mental facilities for the last like maybe year and a half of her life. So I mean, it's. I'm I'm very thankful that like you're able to like he's able to still do stuff and like um you know be able to go and like it, and talk to him about things. Like I mean I I I I family history is a really important thing for me. Like if he could like go through like the history of like, you know, like who where did he come from? Like who were his parents? Who were his grandparents? What were their experience with them and them like? To me that that has always meant a lot to me to be able to like feel more rooted and kind of like where I've come from and stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. I lost my dad 
three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I lost him to Alzheimer's and he had it for 10 years. Mm. So like he, his mind slowly declined, deteriorated throughout that time. And so I didn't get to ask him many of those questions because at the beginning of his diagnosis, he was, um, I was living in San Francisco and then I moved down and quickly after that, he just, um, you know, he barely recognized me. Mm -hmm. So I, what I wish I could do so much for my dad is just have the adult conversations that you get to have with your parent before they die, which is like, what was it like bringing me into the world? Like, what were you and mom like when you were younger? Mm -hmm. Um, What was it for my parents? It was like, what was it like when you immigrated to America? Was it fucking crazy? Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to know so many, I would ask any question you have, like, uh, uh, about your father and your life and yeah, your, your family history, Mm -hmm. which I wish I could have gotten from him because he had a great memory. I got from his sister who has a really good memory, but I'm sure my dad could have taken me way back. And now there's no one else you can ask about that. Mm -hmm. So for sure, if you're interested in it, ask your dad about, uh, you know, your great parent, your grandparents, your great grandparents, where everyone's from. And also, you know, ask him about what it was like to be him. And I, maybe this is, uh, maybe I'm a selfish person, but like, what was it like to see me be born and have totally. like, what was going through your mind? Were you scared? Uh, was I an idiot? Cause I'm an idiot <laughs> now, but you've never really outwardly called me an idiot, but like, just ask whatever, just like, I think it's beautiful to spend it. You have such a privilege I'm so sorry that you're losing your father. It's the worst thing you could see or a mother. Mm-hmm. It's seeing your parent die is one of the worst things you could see, yeah. but you are so fortunate to have whatever time you have left with them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would not squander this and just sit by dad's side, talk to him, ask him everything you want. Let him ask you shit. I have him ask you shit and be as honest as possible without breaking his heart. You know, I'm not going to tell my dad, like, you know, I did acid and that's why I dropped out of college for a semester, (laughs) but I'll tell him some other stuff. And then also it's so sweet that your dad, that you're a daddy's girl and he's done so much for you. Mm -hmm. And this is a great opportunity and whatever time he has left to anticipate whatever needs he has. Mm -hmm. So like if your dad is always the guy doing stuff for you, do stuff for your dad and do, and don't ask him what he needs. I mean, do that, but also anticipate things he might need and make it easy for him mm-hmm. and let him know it's okay for him to pass away. Yeah. Just say, you are awesome. I love you so much. Thank you. It's totally okay mm-hmm. that you die. You know, it, these are tough, crazy conversations, but I feel like going there and having these talks with your dad uh, will be some very beautiful memories mm-hmm. for you. And I think a big thing too is that like looking forward to what are milestones that you're going to have with your kids that your dad's already had with you and be like, not necessarily like, what should I know about this? But like, how did you feel when I graduated high school? Like, you know, like just try to get a handle of like, I, I, I did like, I've, I've felt like the loneliest I think sometimes when I'm like, Oh, I would love to know what my mom thought about this right now. You know, where there's like, Oh, like, you know, I'm in my, 30s like oh wow when my first like fucking lines pop up on my face was she upset about that (laughs) you know (laughs) just like little like yeah just like things that like when when would you want their advice down the line I think I mean that's a hard thing to come up with but I think it's like important to be you know think about that kind of thing I also I will say I have a voicemail of my mom uh singing me happy birthday that is extremely important to me Wow! and being able to like have that or like have like you know like old videos of her saying like on Christmas or something where it's like oh if it's like a hard holiday that year I can like listen to it or something and i'm like oh yeah no you are still here and i can remember what you sound like and everything yeah their voice i would record as much as possible Mm -hmm. um just audio or video and don't let it get in the way or anything but you're right uh brandy having something like that like listening to your mom saying you happy birthday Mm -hmm. that's the most fortifying thing you'll ever hear in your entire i'm teary i just (laughs) but i i happened to record the first time my dad forgot who i was my dad was his acting weird and i recorded it on my phone Mm -hmm. and at the end of it he says he didn't know i gave him a ride i was just driving us home and he thought i was a taxi driver giving him a ride home Mm -hmm. and or someone giving him a free ride home mm-hmm. and at the end he's just like 
you're a good and decent person. And like, he said that to me and he didn't even know who the fuck I was. And so I'll still listen to that. And I'm just like, Oh, dad. But it does make yeah. you, it does make you feel like they're still around. And in a way, you know, mm-hmm. they still are. You know, they they're still around if we want them to be. No, absolutely. Oh, Tess, you're so sweet. <laughs> you're Tess so, is crying, you guys are just like making me cry. Also, I should say, like Chris's podcast, Scattered. It's part of the reason I'm crying is because like I've listened to your podcast and it's just. It's so fucking beautiful. Like, don't make me it, cry. Like, <laughs> no, like, listen to Chris's podcast. Like, this the storytelling and just you're so vulnerable. It's just such a beautiful immigrant story, and you captured your dad so much and let yourself in so much to the writing, and just making me cry even just hearing you talk about it. So yeah, just listen to Chris's podcast. Um, <laughs> thank you, and just uh, whatever you do, just make sure to ask your dad uh, what kind of sandwich you would be in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, play that so random, absolutely. <laughs> and I think as far as like your kids getting to know him, I mean, I don't know. It says like they're it's, they're pretty young, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. Young kids, it's like who knows what they're going to ask or be like. But just time, just as much time spent as mm-hmm. you can have with them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Playing games or whatever. Just anything where they can interact, I think, as much as possible. And I feel like you're never not going to be glad that you told someone like thank you for something mm-hmm. or that you love them. Like there's so many things I think people, you know, that that person like knows that you appreciate what they did. But like, I don't think that there's a lot of times in life that you stop and really thank people for like the influence that they had on you. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's always good yeah, stuff to get thank in there you. Just a littlest thing. You're like, oh, remember when you did this? And just like thank them. It's just show mm-hmm. as much gratitude and as much love. I was thinking the other day. You know, people say, um, I was reading someone had passed away or something and someone commented on Facebook, um, I love you more than you will ever know. No. Or, or some people say stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I hate yeah. that term. I know. It's like, it's like <laughs> right, I get it. tell me. <laughs> and it's kind of lazy writing, yeah. but like, why are you withholding love and why are you making fu- making me fucking guess mm-hmm. how much love you're withholding? Yeah. Just <laughs> just put it all out there and just Love your dad as much as you can right now and let him love mm-hmm. you. And this is going to be probably the toughest time and one of the toughest times in your whole life. But it, it can also be one of the most beautiful times. For so sure. Cherish. Yeah. yeah. And I will say if you're not in therapy of any kind, it was like extremely helpful for me to have like a person that I could talk to through that entire experience. Like your friends are there for you too. But it's like like a professional that's like, okay, this is this is grief. This is what it feels like. This is not you being different from other people. This is like, and also like I, I had a thing where my mom just like did not want to go outside anymore. She hit a point where she was mm. just like, and I, you know, I'd come home and I'd be like, no, we can go sit out in the deck or something. But it hit a point where doing certain things, uh, made her more upset because it reminded her that she would not be able to do them more in the future. And it was very helpful for me to have somebody really connect those dots and be like, Oh, okay, this isn't why I'm, I don't, I'm not fighting her on this. Like I need to understand that she's also going through a journey that's very different from the mm-hmm. one that I'm going through too, but it is just as valid and it's going to have some things that don't necessarily make sense. But you know, it, it, it was just a very invaluable thing for me to like have somebody to be able to kind of talk through too, to be like, okay, this is what to expect. And like, it's hard. It's just, it's really hard and give yourself patience because it takes a long time and then you get weird flare-ups as time goes on where you're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that this Tuesday was going to be about my mom dying. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's so isolating. Mm -hmm. So yeah, seek help, you know, get help and just be gentle with yourself and gentle with your dad and Mm -hmm. gentle with everyone as he, you know, passes on to the other side, whatever that is, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You got this. We love you thank and we're sorry. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for writing in and thank you guys for being so yeah. open about your experiences. <laughs> Happy <laughs> I will say this. It gives you like it's it's also like it's a weird superpower to have a dead parent because it puts life in such an intense perspective, I think, that it's like mm. shit that used to would have upset me and got to me. I'm just like, oh, that doesn't fucking matter any who gives a shit like it 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 gives you just this like massive just it makes you such a stronger person you know and it it just you know it's (laughs) yeah it puts things in someone like i think a week after my dad died 
yeah. like screen grabbed a tweet that I someone mm-hmm. just like ripped off from mine and made it their own. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. cool. <laughs> like, like, imagine oh, something God. I care about less. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Had to buy a gun. You know, it's like, no, that's like. Oh, yeah. I'll be all over that shit no matter who's <laughs> Don't you steal my fucking joke. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's. We're going to do one last uh, lady problem. Hello, ladies. Um, love your podcast. So I am currently in quarantine because I tested positive for COVID because I was stupid. Um, and I'm in my school's, my university dorms, and I haven't seen another person since. Tuesday, it's currently Saturday. I slept till two today. So I was having, you know, a lovely day, as lovely of a day as you can have in this horrible quarantine situation until I was using the bathroom and I noticed this huge spider in the corner of the bathroom. And I was wondering, do you guys have any tips for getting rid of huge spiders? Because I have to do it all by myself. And I was listening to your podcast for emotional support. And I figured, hey, maybe I should (laughs) call in in case this is comedic gold. And I'm realizing now that it's not really. I have to say, you know, we're a little backed up on lady problems, so this is a little old, and Mm -hmm. I hope. I hope that you've gotten rid of the spider by now. Yes. Yes. And the COVID. Yeah, I know. There was a lot in that message, actually. Yeah. Like... <laughs> but that was, uh, that was so funny. He's like, I'm currently, I'm going down to the Titanic. The Titanic is sinking. Um, I think, yeah, my my husband just fell off this. My husband's dead. How do I get red wine out of a dress? <laughs> hey people come to us with a gamut of issues okay i I do want to say i want to say all of that said she came to the right place i'm very good (laughs) at getting i was gonna say tess is a spider expert problemo Mm -hmm. yeah here everyone here's the trick so all you have to do is have a mason jar or something that you don't care about getting spider germs on so maybe a mug something like that and then you, so you take the mason jar or the mug and you place it over the spider. Then you take a piece of cardboard or like a piece of paper from a magazine, slip it underneath the glass, not enough, like, so you don't lift it up for enough for the spider to get out. You keep the glass on top of the piece of paper and you let the spider outside. That. <laughs> <laughs> You're a better, uh, you're a better person than me. I, I will get two or three paper towels, wet them, and just kill the spider. I like. I am a spider crusher. I am, I am full Republican when it comes to spiders. I show no mercy. I'm like, get off my property. I've got a fucking. I'm usually a spider. Um. What do I want to say? Not a spider killer. I will usually do the sympathizer. Sympathizer. I'll you yeah. I'll usually do the jar method. It kind of depends on where they are, how close they are to me. Yeah. Like how it just depends on what's going what their on. Their look is honestly yeah. does matter to me. If you're like a gnarly, juicy looking <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Much like all other beings, life is sort of a bizarre twist of fate for most spiders. <laughs> like <laughs> I have respect for them. I have you know. But, I, oh yeah my, i mean my, yeah zone my mom like always taught us not to get rid of spiders like i probably had like a little bit too many spiders in my childhood like my mom <laughs> oh god, <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> i'm just imagining her like in her oh. childhood bed with just spiders crawling <laughs> over just her not afraid of them at all like if we if we got like a big one around halloween my mom would just be like it's a decoration and we would just leave a big ass spider up as a decoration oh they're not a decoration though because they move this is the problem when you there's nothing worse than seeing a spider and not taking care of it immediately and then you look and it's gone yeah and then, yeah. then you're like, oh. and then, you know, it's going to be inside oh, a crevice the and then, then it'll be in your mouth while you're sleeping. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, I mean, that fact was one of the yeah. most terrorizing facts of my childhood when you find out that you're like swallowing spiders. I know. In your is sleep. that thing true? Is that a true I think thing? It is. Or is that just a dumb. Hold on. Do you swallow? I've... Who cares? Like, I I'm feel like, like people would always say that along with like dogs can't eat chocolate. It's like you eat eight spiders. <laughs> dogs can't eat chocolate. chocolate. I know. I know. But I'm saying I feel like it's one but of those the way facts. You that... your shoulder. You're like almost <laughs> mocking dogs. Wow. No, but I mean, I think it's one of those like party party things that people just like are like, this is a fact I know. But I'm like, is this spider thing true? I mean, yeah, you guys, I'm sure we all swallow bugs. Like, who gives a shit? Like, I'm sure there's bugs in pasta and there's bugs in our eyebrows and there's bugs. (laughs) (laughs) Do not speak for me. Uh (laughs) I'm sure there's bugs in pasta. (laughs) I'm talking pasta. I'm talking eyebrows. You're eating bugs anyway. Might as well get them in there. Yeah. Yes. You guys don't. You're kidding yourself if you don't think you've been eating bugs. I'm not not saying I don't eat bugs. bugs. I'm sure I'm eating bugs. They're probably eating a bug right now. I don't know. I know there's like there's like an accepted amount of bugs in most food from organizations and or and like rat shit and stuff too. Oh no. Val. Val. My wife is so scared of spiders. She grew up with um, non-negligent parents uh, <laughs> and so she, she's like terrified and so i have to kill them before she sees them. Oh. so we'll oh. have a conversation all of a sudden i'll just be like standing on the couch <laughs> and then just like reaching up and hitting the ceiling and then she'll like you got a spider didn't you i was like yep i got a spider but i just have oh. to do it before she sees them because she'll panic like when i'm now on the i road, see why you have to kill them yeah i have to kill them i kill them so she doesn't freak out and i don't want to yeah. be like hey they're in your mouth already like <laughs> it's not even a test she says they're in your eyebrows yeah it's not a big deal they're in the pasta it's fine <laughs> i'm just gonna accept <laughs> that she's scared and i'm gonna go ahead i'm an italian spider manja manja hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's a spider meatball. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, tell Val, Chris, if you're out of town, tell Val that she can call me. I'll take care of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Tess will come over and hang out with the spider for a while. I'll I'll make a little Dodgers jersey for it. I'm hearing a lady to spiders spin off here. It's got legs. <laughs> it's got legs. <laughs> That's such a good tagline. <laughs> it's got legs. I shout out to we've um we've given love before to uh oh my god how can I not remember the name of the bar with fucking cheeser and oh big fish big fish big fish we've given love to big fish before this old bar in L A that used to be around. But I ha- I did meet a woman there named Spider. <laughs> it was in, oh. in my phone. And that is the kind of bar where you meet a lady named Spider. So I'm Absolutely. just saying, someday, she's still in my oh, phone. Sure. We could have a lady she's named still Spider. Your phone? <laughs> no, she's still in my phone. Oh. We could have a lady to Spider thing. I'm there used saying. to be a guy named uh, Spider in downtown Annapolis that, one- that you told me that he used to manage boys to men. And he had a Walkman with boys to men. And he'd be like, listen to these yes. tracks. And he just... <laughs> give you the headphones and you'd be like no thanks spider and i asked him one time why his name was spider and he goes how many legs does a spider have and i said eight and he goes that's so many ways i can come at you if i need to <laughs> and then he walked away i was like well that's a spider that that sounds like a spider <laughs> those spiders we don't know how to get rid of i think they just kind of come yeah. out. probably the same method just release them into the wild yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah i think that's a yeah a, a giant mason jar <laughs> will do the trick <laughs> well chris thank you so much this has been so much fun um and can you tell everybody where they can find your stuff on the internet etc um yeah, just follow me on Twitter if you can. I'm massively underfollowed. I just realized I have very few followers. You absolutely are. People I, should follow you because you're great. Yeah. So mm-hmm. on Twitter, I'm part of it because I'm underscore Chris Garcia because there's a million Chris Garcias. Uh, Chris Garcia is owned <laughs> by a guy that tweeted once in 2007. Oh, uh, gotta love that. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Rad Tuna. R-A-D-T-U-N-Y. I don't know why I named it that. Oh, I named it that because I had a white trash neighbor that had this. And you're a tuna fish sandwich. Excuse me, and tuna sandwich. Yes, we we found it. What's going on? I don't know. 
<laughs> I, some, maybe I don't know. I gotta unpack this. <laughs> yeah, uh, you gotta figure this out. <laughs> but yeah, follow me on Instagram at Radtuna and underscore Charcy on Twitter, and then listen to Scattered, my podcast. Um, yeah, it's really fantastic. Yeah, as as Tess said, his podcast is incredible, and definitely check it out. It's an amazing work of art. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show, Chris. It's good oh, to see you. That was this was just so fun. This was so fun. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're welcome. All right, everybody. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Three, two, three, six, but thirty. It's six, but thirty somewhere. Hey, ladies. It's Taylor from Toronto calling. Relatively new listener, and I just wanted to say that. To all of the people who misunderstood the theme song, uh, specifically the person who thought it said Anna, Courtney, and Tess, I work with two wonderful ladies named Anna and Courtney, and now every time I see them come up on an email, I sing Anna, Courtney, Tess. Uh, yeah, so thank you for that. That's a little bit of joy in my day. Love you, ladies. Have a good one. Hi. Um, so I am actually calling in in kind of a response to... The lady problem that you guys just had on your last episode with Alaska Thunderfuck. Um, the caller was talking about how they do drag and their husband wasn't super supportive and he, uh, and they were struggling with that. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of call in because I, me and my husband are going through something kind of similar and I really resonated with their story. Um, ours is a little different. Um, my husband and I have been married for 10 years now, and we met really young. I was 17, and he was 18. We live in a very southern area. Very so He was raised very southern Baptist, and I'm a liberal, and he's a liberal in his own right, but not as much as I am. And so our marriage started off a lot differently, and we looked to the church for guidance. And it led us down a path where I felt like I wasn't being supported and I wasn't able to follow my dreams and everything I wanted was kind of put on the back burner for my family. Um, and it's taken us a few years now, but I started going to therapy, trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what was wrong. Um, and anyway, to make a long story short, he wasn't really supportive at first because it went against a lot of what he had grown up believing, but with patience and love and just a lot of communication we've managed to work through it and he's being really super supportive now and I'm getting her to write a novel about feminism and the south and Christianity and how those intertwine and how they sometimes conflict and he's being really supportive of it now and we've just I don't know it's uh I was hoping it would be comforting for the last caller um you it took a lot of uh, boundary setting on my part and standing up for what was important to me, but he loves me and he wanted to make it work. And so even though it made him uncomfortable at first, um, we're working through it and he's learned to be really supportive. And so to the last caller, I hope the same goes, or I hope the same happens for you and your husband. And I hope, uh, I hope things go well and I hope you guys can continue your relationship and grow together. Anyway, thanks so much, ladies. I love your podcast. Um, it's awesome. Thanks. Bye.